Lions fans and city of Detroit. When we're on 16, you never stop showing up. You're disappointed, but you never stop showing up. Every week you showed up. And this motivated me to do the same thing for you. I want you to know, Michigan is our home. Detroit is our city. Lions fans are our pride. Line up. What is good? James, Andrew, and Matt coming at you with episode 22. We have officially entered season two of Roster Up Media. Line up a Detroit Lions podcast. Shout out to all the boys for making this pod so fun over the last year. It's really been an awesome ride. Uh, we're three days out until Lions opening kickoff. Bags are packed. Flight, uh, you know, is on Saturday. We're ready to take off. Head to Detroit. Super pumped. It's going to be uh, a pretty awesome but busy weekend. More importantly, I'm, uh, I'm more excited to just get back into Detroit. I haven't been there in, in a few years now. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lineuppod and hit us up if you're looking to hang on Saturday. We're going to have uh, the whole night to, to watch some college football and uh, look to meet some of you Lions fans. So um, hit us up on Twitter if you're looking for a beer or two. So yeah, hard knocks is... Andrew's yeah. paying. Andrew's paying. Andrew's paying. Andrew's paying. Uh, Hard Knocks has come to an end, um, so we'll jump right into that so we don't waste too much time on on this sort of repeating ourselves over the last few episodes. But, um, yeah, Hard Knocks final episode was last night. Overall great. Andrew, I'll hit you with that first. What do we got? What do you give it? Yeah, I'm giving it an A. I mean, this is, I think, the first full season I've watched a Hard Knocks, so I didn't really know what to expect, but it put me in the zone getting ready for football, getting so excited for it, whether it's, you know, top to bottom, head coach, players, new rosters, everything that's going on. It, it's just so exciting to see that. Um, and just like the the background and the day-to-day of what's going on in Detroit Lions training, cl- training camp and beyond. Um, so, I mean, I had no complaints with it. I wish they focused maybe on a couple other people, but it got me so excited for the season and I can't wait for Sunday to come. Matt? Yeah, I give it a B. Um, I've watched Hard Knocks before multiple times. Um, it, you know, I've been a fan for a while. I think I think the only reason why I give it a B is because I feel like they could have they could have spent a little bit more time on players that are a little bit more prominent for Lions fans coming into the season, like you know, Lakuda mm-hmm. and and maybe Aquara brothers, you know, guys that didn't really get a lot of burn last year or were hurt and are coming back. Um, maybe a little bit more time on on DJ Chark, you know, just guys that are coming in. Or coming back into the fold, um, I just feel like they could have spent a little bit more time on those on those guys. They spent a little bit too much time on on Easy for me, Eze. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Eze. And and Pimpleton, I mean, great character guys. Don't get me wrong; like they they had a lot of personality and they had a good story to tell. But um, I just wish they spent a little bit more time on on players who will have a little bit more um, impact on the overall makeup of the team and overall outcomes this season for us as a, as a whole. So I give it a B. Yeah, Matt, I'm pretty much right there with you, um, but I'll split you two and I'll give it a B plus. Uh, I feel the exact same way pretty much about the coverage. Um, I think again, the, the hype was definitely uh, the job was done there. Uh, I think they really showed, uh, you know, some, promising draft picks and, and, you know, how they're elevating and getting to the next level and just making their way through training camp. I think the Rodrigo story was great, especially that he made the team and sort of what he means to us now, especially going to this, this opening week. Um, You know, but some of these, you know, potential long shot stories, I think they were good, but you know, they got, they were dragged out a little too bit. Um, But overall, again, I mean, like we, this is the first opportunity we've had to watch, you know, Lions football all of August um, multiple times per week now, just with games and, and all this media attention. So I, I think it was awesome. Uh, I B plus is probably just, you know, a, a tough critic grade, 
you know, again, I, I, I wish we could do this every year, but you know, unfortunately we can't. So yeah, B plus is my answer. And um, yeah, man, we're on to, we're on to the final, you know, the actual season now. So um, preseason's over games Sunday. Um, you know, just again, young players dreams were, you know, obviously totally crushed with that, that last episode. We obviously got the news a week in advance uh, just because the episodes, how, how they were layered um, and, and, and released, but um, yeah, these, these young players, you know, a lot of them, their, their dreams of, of being on the lions or just being in the NFL are potentially over. Some were able to get, you know, moved to another team, which is, which is always nice to hear um, a lot of our cuts, um, you know, did make it back to the practice squad. Um, but, you know, one thing I did notice is, is this cut to 53 seemed to be one of the toughest it's been in years. And I don't know if that's because we sort of had that exposure to the coaches on TV. Um, but it did feel like we actually, you know, had a really, really tough decision. Um, in terms of getting that number down. And that's a lot of bodies just going from that 80 count to, to, to 53. So, uh, Andrew and Matt, I mean, you want to cover some notable cuts that we had and, and sort of how you felt about, you know, whether they, they moved on or, you know, thankfully made it back to our practice. What I hope we could, we could develop them as players. Yeah. I think the two biggest cuts for me, I mean, Raleigh Patterson was the one that stuck out for me. I think, you know, given the year he had last year, consistency, made a lot of really big kicks for us last year. And I was more I was kind of taken aback by the decision to go with Cybert over him. And, and now he's down in Jacksonville and he'll, he'll have a better opportunity for success down there. I was, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, a less notable one. Um, Tom Kennedy's one stands out for me, my guy. And then, and then I looking at just one that on, on the actual show face value, like Dan Skipper was like really upset. Like, that was sad. It was sad. And he, you could tell he was really, really like just like almost moved to tears by it. I felt really bad for the guy. He's been practice squad on the Lions multiple times. He's been in the organization for a while. So um, you could tell just by his pure emotion, that's a guy who's been trying to grind for a roster spot for quite some time. But uh, those are the ones that stood out for me. And, you know, like, like to your point, Jimmy, like we had tough cuts this year because – I mean, our wide receiver room is really, really stacked. And, you know, and a lot of, we bring in a lot of good draft picks who are really grinding for roster spots. And this year is extra tough. And I, I don't envy what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have got to do at the end of the day. But for fans, I mean, it's, it's a good point of angst for us. But for them, it's got to be like just, it's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah, I think that's the part of the job that nobody sees unless you're watching a TV show like that, you know, going in look at a guy in the eyes and saying that you're no longer at this team. Maybe you'll be on the practice squad, but that's got to be tough. I don't know if that's something I can handle. Uh, but the two guys that, to me, stood out, uh, Jared Davis, obviously we brought him back after he had his little stand with the Jets. Um, seems like he's just a class act all the way around and was willing to come back on the practice squad. So I think you can get a veteran in there. Um, if we need him to step up and play a few games for us this year, it sounds like he's more than willing to do that. Um, I think he was, he's about 26 years old. <laughs> I think he's about 26 years old, give or take. So, you know, I think he at this point has to understand what his role is in the NFL. Um, so, I mean, being able to bring someone like him back just from the better presence, I think was nice. Um, I thought he would possibly be a fringe guy on the roster. Um, obviously, Brad Holmes and uh, Campbell had other ideas there. And then Trinity Benson, I thought after we scooped him up last year, was someone that we would probably put a little more effort into. Um, or maybe would have took the next jump and definitely carved out a role for him. Uh, but I think it definitely proves that if the coaching staff or the front office makes a, a mistake or they get the wrong guy, they're willing to admit that and move on and get the best talent in the building. Um, so I think those are the two that stood out to me the most. I mean, I mean, if it was up to you and you, you had, you had the depth chart option in, in front of you, do you, and would you have kept Benson over someone else? I would not have, but I think looking at it from, you know, a front office perspective, you can get the guys that are arrogant and say, you know, I, I made the move for this guy. We need to give him another chance. Someone ever, mm-hmm. whether it was a Quintus Cephas, um, you know, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, any of these guys that, you know, maybe we don't want to put them on the roster. I want to prove it that my guy is worth it. And maybe he doesn't pan out. He's a colossal failure. 
Um, so I like seeing that they can just cut bait with guys that at one point they, they had promised for, just like Tim Boyle, for instance. Um, you know, they thought he would develop a little bit more than he did. And, Trash. you know, you move on from him. He's back in the practice squad. Um, but seeing moves like that, it gives me more confidence in the front office and what they're looking to do going forward. And if you watch the show just by face values, like say you weren't a fan and you just watch Hard Knocks, you would never know that, like, you would never know there's a hardcore wide receiver battle going on. You would never know. Like, no, and you and, really and wouldn't, which you, is sad. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, again, I know like th- th- there's a little more depth with wide receiver, but you're, Matt, you're so right. Yeah. You would never know that Benson, Cephas, Kennedy, like they're all jockeying for spots. You never would have known that. All bubble players, honestly, because I mean, Cephas, there, there was plenty of talk of like, is this guy going to be a lion? Could you right. know, come, come September 1st? He is. And I sort of, he, he just slipped through the cracks in a way and just sort of made it onto the team. I didn't hear too much about him. You got a lot of FaceTime with, uh, you know, Pimpleton, uh, you know, again, just him coming in and, you know, again, maybe he was a little more camera friendly compared to other people. And I'm sure that's something, you know, NFL films looks for, but, you know, I also thought it was super weird that he like, I mean, at least for all the release players, they like traveled with them to like the next team. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Pimpleton, I guess is just, you know, not, not, not one guy that stood out for me, but he was just, you know, a guy that uh, I, I think he just needs a lot more, you know, reps and on a practice squad, wherever it is. I mean, he has, he has some really awesome speed, but you know, it, it means nothing if you, if you can't catch. I don't so. want to. I don't want to get sidetracked here, but I mean, we bring up the point about you know Pimpleton getting cut, and we had talked about him possibly being a kick returner. What do we? And now that we don't have Igwe Buke on the starter, what do we do? What do you think we do for kick returner? You know, and what's that going to look like? I mean, you got Khalif Raymond. <laughs> I think um, he, might be he was more option. punt returns last year. He was our right? punt returner Actually, last year. Return. So definitely, definitely a question. Um, I wouldn't say that any running back has a reason to be on special teams right now. I don't want them on special teams. I should say at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, right now it? the depth charts listing Khalif Raymond as both punt returner, kick returner, and Amon Ra is the backup for both. So yeah, you can't put uh, Craig Reynolds. Craig I, Reynolds is not a kick returner. So no, he's not. Right. But if you had to put a running back in there, it's going to be him. That's where I tell you, man. That's where you miss Jamal Agnew, man. Like that guy was a game changer for kick returner. Like yeah. he could turn the game with just one kick. Like, yeah, and like lightning in a bottle. No, hundred percent. And I wonder if they're even maybe like test out like a, a secondary position for, uh, for kick returning. I I don't know. We'll see. So actually, that's that's a, that's a good question. Actually, going into next week and see how that plays out. But I mean, you know, even kick kick kickoffs are are weird now. I mean, how often do these players actually run it out? Right, that's also very true. It's good. Uh, here's here's a bet: five, four days before, three days. What tongue tied? Three days before, first kick. Whoever's getting the ball, they run it out or not? No. Neil, oh, or is it? I, 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 advocate. I'll, I'll take your arms about. It's gonna well, fly through the posts. It's gonna fly out of the end zone. I bet you three. <laughs> I bet you three dollars. I bet you a beer. It's gonna literally hit the net behind the field goal post. That's my bet. It never happens anymore. I, I, yeah, but more, more worried about punt returning, I guess, than, than kick returning. Because um, I feel like half the time it's a touchback anyway. But uh, yeah, back, back, to, back to these cuts. The, Tom Kennedy, Matt, you, he's your guy, right? Long Island, it's, it sucks that he had to go. You know, Campbell's you know, quote to him was devastating as a fan to listen to because uh, he didn't do a single thing wrong this preseason. Right, he did everything um, right. He literally did everything right. And um, again, it's just like that. This is the quarterback battle. I mean, the quarterback battle, uh, wide receiver battle we're talking about. Like, that was a massive overhaul of players right now that we just didn't have roster space for. And if anything, you know, this, this is what's happening. So, did I'm drawing a blank. Did he, he rejoined our practice squad? Right? Yeah, he's on the practice squad now. Yeah. But I just feel like he's good. At some point, he's going to get an opportunity. Like, I just feel it like it's going to happen. It's going to be tough because we're going to get Jameson Williams back. And then we got Khalid Raymond there too. It's like reps are going to be tough. If he doesn't get him here, he's, he's going to get him somewhere. You know, I think a, I mean, he's not, he's not a star obviously, but like solid enough to where 
you can sneak onto a team and get some reps if needed. So I, I can I can see him at some point when I don't know, but I can definitely see him getting some reps on the field. Yeah, it'll be a shame because I feel like he sort of came up with the uh, the you know the players last year with the culture building and uh, and just you know he was a piece of that and it, it it sucks when you know you sort of build build with that team from last year come into training camp this year play your ass off and you know that's sort of how you're left you know you're left out in the dark now after you know being missed from that 53 man so it's tough for him i feel for him but i mean again it's a long season um and uh you know again if we get an injury i think he he honestly is the first person that deserves to get called up so we'll definitely see him won't be the end of his name don't worry so uh few thoughts uh just just again to wrap up like roster cuts and 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 whatnot so backup quarterback i mean after i mean i don't think hard knocks change anyone's view of our of our strength of of our qb2 but um give me a final run at tim boyle and 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 blau now that we have subfeld yeah i mean i think we knew kind of what we had with the two of those guys going into preseason into hard knocks I don't think anyone that watched the Lions preseason games have any different of a stance now than they did six weeks ago um, I'd love to know if you do because I don't, I don't think anyone anything six shown. weeks ago I, w- I would say six months ago yeah I mean t- it's all <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean Tim Boyle you see he has a, a strong arm and you know he can show flashes where you know maybe he has something here some of the physical tools uh, and then he just seems to blow up every now and then. David Blau seems like he's got the intelligence to be a quarterback, but physically maybe he's just not there, you know, a little undersized or the arm isn't as strong as it could be. Um, I'm happy that he's getting a chance in Minnesota, but I think everyone would be going into the season knowing that if Jared Goff went down, we're going to have a lot of problems winning a single game. You know, maybe we can try to fight and beat one of the lower teams like a, a Seattle Seahawks, you know, because they're kind of rebuilding right now. Uh, but if we were going up against any team that had some solid talent on it, had a few wins to their name, uh, I don't think anyone would be confident if we had Tim Boyle or Blau no. for that game. Uh, so I, I think the writing was on the wall there. I think Hard Knocks kind of proved it. They tried pumping up Blau a little bit more. You know, his wife is an athlete, all these things. It's nice to see. Um but I, I don't know too much about Sudfeld yet. I got to look into him a little bit more. But I think that maybe we could sleep at night a little bit easier knowing that he's our backup. I know he's not the the, the savior, the answer, but I, I think he's going to be a little bit better than the two guys we had last year. Blau's, Blau's that guy based on that. Based on no, well, uh, I'm going to make a joke. He's, he got so much face time in hard knocks. Like he's like that ex boyfriend or girlfriend in your family that like, comes to one of your family weddings and is in like all the pictures. And like five years later, when you're looking back at it, you're like, who the hell was this? And they obviously were not in the family anymore. And like, that's literally Dave Blau. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like he, he's, he's not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. Um, Three years from now, you'll watch hard knocks for the Lions and say, what the fuck's this guy doing here? Yep. Yep. You're like, you're like, who was this guy at QB2? And then you go back to, you know, the Steelers-Lions game from a week and a half ago and you see this guy getting freaking drilled every other play. But again, I don't think that really was his fault. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I'm going to remember David Blau. So thanks. Thanks and uh, best of luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm bowling for him, but we'll see what happens. I don't know if backing up Kirk Cousins is, uh, you know, his route to NFL stardom, but all the best of him. Yeah. So let's flip it more positive note. We got Rodrigo, right? Guy stood out, guy blew up training camp, absolutely crushed it. Um, but the question still remains of is Rodrigo our number one what we're uh running back, uh linebacker right now? Is is do we expect him to start on on Sunday even. So, I mean, Matt, what do you, what are you thinking just about where he stands with this, uh, this depth chart? A daunting question given that Jalen hurts is going to be breaking the pocket every chance he gets. But I mean, yeah. I think, I think there's a good shot that he does start. I mean, we, we've seen Shepard and Glenn talk 
nothing but high praise about mm-hmm. what, what Malcolm Rodriguez has done. And it shows. I mean, he's he's all throughout camp, aggressive to the ball, you know, hitting the holes hard, you know, during a during a running play. He's just he's he's done nothing but impress. So he's a gamer. It showed. Uh, I mean, other than Anzalone and maybe Derek Barnes. Because we have Chris Board too from the Ravens. Right. So I think Malcolm Rodriguez is going to be starting. I think he's going to get the nod over Chris Board. I think he's earned it. So um, Shepard is huge on him. And Lion fans are big on him. He's the second most popular jersey right now. Is that correct? <laughs> that was that scene last night was hysterical. Right. Between... He's the second most popular jersey right now behind Hutch. So, I mean. With Wood saying that. And then when he was like, going what? to the, the Cowboy store. Um, to try on his boots and uh, that cowboy so hat. That shit was too funny, man. Like that's yeah. our that's our LB one. <laughs> that's our LB. Well, I wouldn't say he's LB one, but he's going to be in that first group. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, Team we'll, one. We'll see Rodrigo in the flesh uh, in special teams. You know, punt returns, kick returns, and out on LB trying to keep uh, Kenny Gainwell and the boys contained out there. He's got Miles a he's Sanders, got, he's got Scott. A, he's got a trip. tall order ahead of him. He does. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, final takeaway just overall about, you know, post-cuts. Uh, defense has a lot to prove. I think that's that's a certainty, uh, and that's the one, the, the biggest takeaway that we had from from training camp, preseason games, hard knocks. Um, it did neither the the episodes nor the game sold the the lines in a in a positive light for their defense um you know i love darren glenn his hype you know um speeches his motivation um that winning mindset and mentality but you know uh he's got to keep that going out all year especially if you know we're we're struggling and um i think it's really going to set the tone based on you know how we come out on Sunday, whether we give up, you know, you know, 20 points or we give up 40 points. And I think that's going to change a lot, especially going into the second week. But um, yeah, uh, the one final note, I think another guy that stood out, Chase Lucas, I think it was a, a late draft pick that, you know, I think he well-deserved spot for us um, has some flashes of, of being really good. So, I mean, if we, if we, you know, hit, uh, hit successfully on, you know, two late defenders, I think that's a huge, win for us in the long run so i mean i i'm just glad that we hopefully got some winners in in late round you know just just to help our depth he's a, he's a bit of a brown noser chase lucas he's yeah constantly hanging around aubrey pleasant like just like leave the guy alone like can we get it that you're trying we, <laughs> yeah he's we, like we get it like we he's like coach i think i'm gonna be like great and he's mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't see it yet, but it's keep, a performance keep league, pal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, was, he was a good character though. So um all right, so we're officially, you know, on the clock for week one. Final roster's done. Uh, we have, I think, six guys that have that hopped on the, the pup. So we got Vitae, unfortunately, just from the last game of preseason um, with a back injury. We got Jameson uh, recovering from that ACL. Um, and he's eligible to return week five. It's the game before our bye week. Uh, I'm getting misleading information of of where he returns if it's that game or they they wait post bye week but i think it's roughly that area so that's super exciting um but i think it really all depends on our record and our, and our depth at that moment and our health um you guys agree with that or any if you feeling differently and would rather just wait till like november yeah i mean i, I think the record will impact that a little bit i think if we're zero and five you know, don't rush him for five and zero, get him back quick. Uh, but I mean, ACLs, they're getting quicker and quicker to return from. I get that. And I think a lot of people are going to be excited to see what he can do. Uh-huh. If he says he's good to go, if doctors sign off, let's see it. I mean, he's a first round pick. We put all this capital into him and I don't think anyone wants to just wait around to see, you know, what can he do in a few weeks from now, what next month, next year, get him out there and, you know, spark the offense. If we're, if we're down, make it even better if we're doing well. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see him. I'm, well, very excited and that's what's certain like he's playing this year we know that right even like obj you know i just saw an article about him today like he's ready for november they said so interested to see you know where he actually lands if he wants to return to the rams i think that would be wild with him and alan robinson cup that'd be pretty sick that'd be awesome 
Yeah, that would be real good. They said they kept his locker open. So, uh, but yeah, just to, just to flush out the rest of the pup guys, we got Kabend. Uh, seems like he's always hurt now. Yeah, <laughs> he's been getting he's been catching the injury bug more more and more the last I guess year and a half of regular season play. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. And then we got a uh, Romeo Cara Achilles. So that's not good for a defensive player. Never yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, another one. I mean, we could have a pretty juiced up lineup on week five. Uh, but yeah, these are, these are key guys. And then, uh, Jerry Jacobs, obviously recovering from ACL. Uh, so he, he's on track for, for that return of week five before bye week. And then Josh Pascal, our second round pick is now on the pup still with recovering from this hernia that he had the surgery in, in, in May. So it it's, his name, I don't think his name was mentioned in hard knocks. I don't think there's been an article about him. Um, in radio, hate, radio silence on, I, and I've heard nothing. I haven't heard anything in podcasts about him. Yeah. Same. Like I'm looking on Twitter. It's, I don't see, I, it's been a ghost town for him. I don't know what the deal is. So I feel like this is starting to become a trend with our second round picks. It really Me, is. You're year, so right. It really you're, is. You're taking guys that, I mean, maybe you see the upside, but. Uh, the injuries are lingering there. Final year of college, you bring them in, and you know that it's not going to be much of an impact your your rookie year. So I'm curious if this is, you know, did we get an extreme value, or or do we got to start looking at guys that can make an impact? I know this year is probably not going to be the year we win the Super Bowl. I get that, but mm-hmm. going forward, we got to you know look for guys that can try to have an immediate impact, just like uh, Rodrigo is. Yeah, it's just give give me a little something just about, you know, again, a second round pick is a big deal. Yeah. So I, I'd like to get a little more information on just his health and what, was there a setback? Was was there something that went wrong? I mean, they're just keeping this very under the radar right now. So um, that does worry me. And and again, the, the line is, you know, it's not that deep. Um, you know, Levi's been banged up too. So, you know, that's just another guy that, uh, you know, we have to worry about right now. Um, I know that he's questionable for Sunday. So it's just another, you know, concern of mine. So, but um, yeah, let's get, let's get right into this, you know, this game preview, right? So um, Eagles coming to Detroit, one o'clock game, you know, we're going to be there. Like we said, we got our lines up uh, tees and we rocking all, all game all day Sunday. Um, so just even some guys who are not on pup and then in sort of this precautionary uh, practice state, recent news today was, you know, Ragnow's injury is a little more concerning than they thought Um, he was limited. Um, So, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that guys, I mean, like we're already banged up with Vitae. So that's two guys now out of five that Mm. potentially will not be our starters on Sunday. Instant nausea. I think that's the word. Mm -hmm. Frank is, when Frank's out there, he's one of the best centers in the game, without without question. He just blows up running plays in a good way for us. So mm-hmm. to lose him, when you got Jordan Davis and the fellas come, and Cox coming in at the nose, like it's just not it's not a good recipe. So not excited to hear that. Yeah, I mean that that was the the link of our team. You know, the the offensive line is going to be the the extremely great unit and everything kind of falls into place from there. So if we're starting to see a crumble right now, then we're going to have some issues for the next four months. So hopefully everything gets okay with Vitae and then Ragnow isn't too banged up and he's ready to go. Yeah. And, and Decker, I think was just in a press conference after practice today and he goes, they, they tried a million and one combinations today about the line in practice. So, I mean, that doesn't sit well with me. Um, it sounds like they're, really trying to scramble right now and see if they can, you know, uh, pull some magic out. Um, sounds like there is more uncertainty than, than confidence about, you know, who's actually going to be suited up Sunday. So a uh, few options is like moving Kramer around, uh, Ragno's healthy, move him to right guard, bumping Evan Brown up to center, uh, Jonah to right guard, uh, Stenberg, you know, left guard, Penny to right guard, Nelson to right tackle. It's just like, there's a, there's a billion and one things you can do right now. Um, but again, I, I, I hate that because that really will disrupt, you know, Swift and Goff's play. Um, I feel like they've been training all, you know, all month, just prepping, you know, probably first, even like a first drive, you right. 
you know, like the way they came off, um, you know, just in training camp when they were all together and, and their first preseason game, like it, it, it was beautiful, you know? So I feel like they're, they're preparing their, their first drive right now. And then this is going to throw a wrench and, you know, again, I, you can't, you know, follow a script perfectly in football ever, but, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm worried that this is going to start having a domino effect right now. We're going to be already depleted after the first week. So, cause I mean, Eagles are physical. It's, it's definitely uh, no secret. Um, that uh, you know, they're they're a physical group and and they got you know some ballers. So and then to wrap up, some some limited guys. Um, Julian Aquara returned to practice. Uh, he was dealing with a hamstring bug. Uh, Chris Board his knees all acting up. Another one listed as limited. Uh, Mel Fanwu he returned to practice. I actually saw some video to him on twi- uh, of him on Twitter today. Uh, looking all right, hitting the bag. Um, didn't look like there was too much hesitation or slowdown in, in his movement. So I think that's a, that's a, that's a big plus for us just for some secondary depth. And then, you know, cyber hurting his groin, <laughs> you know, so we cut a guy and now our primary kicker is potentially out on, on Sunday. And then we're going to have Alger Grossas suit up. Um, and it's going to, you know, be a, a deja vu of 2021 where we're doing a different kicker every single week. So Matt shakes his head. Andrew's pulling his beard. Uh, disgust. As long as we don't have the uh, LSU FSU finish with the uh, the extra point doesn't go through because of the kicker. Dude, don't even laugh after last year. All the shit we had to deal with in late game situations last year. Please God. Yeah. Now that. Now that, <laughs> no, new season. Uh, clean the slate. Clean slate, man. Season two lineup. Season two. All new opportunities this year. <laughs> so. Um, all right, so actual game. Let's do a little lineup roundtable right now. So I'll go around the horn with you guys, um, hit you guys with some questions just about the game, um, you know, and then sort of give me the first thing that comes to mind. So, Matt, I'll, I'll start with you for question number one. Um, so what's more important to the Lions, you know, come game day on, you know, after, you know, Sunday's game? Okuda, you know, returning – and picking off Hertz or Hutch claiming his first sack of the year? It's definitely Okuda getting his first – in terms of more important, it's Okuda getting his first pick and getting his confidence back and getting the fan base confidence back in him. That's definitely more important. We know that Hutch is going to get his at some point. Um, I think what's more realistic is Hutch getting a sack, but if I had to pick something more important, it'd be Okuda getting a pick. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's coming, you know, with a billion pounds on his shoulders and, and he's ready to prove, exactly. uh, you know, he, he was worthy of that draft spot. Um, and it's no easy test, no matter who's what side of the ball he's or what side of the field he's lining up on. You're getting you're getting a Calvin Johnson size type guy or Devontae Smith, who's lightning fast, you know, Um so it's going to be a tough one for him. So, I mean, no, I like your answer, though. I definitely agree with it. Um, Andrew, offensive side of the ball for, for the Lions, who needs to have a better opening game? Is it Swift or St. Brown? Both, you know, again, St. Brown had such a fire ending to, to his season last year, and Swift sort of ended, I feel like, with, you know, the injury bug, a little up and down, a little inconsistency after just such a strong start to the season. So what's your, what's your, uh, what's your answer there? I mean, I think two things we need to establish the run, which starts obviously with the offensive line, but Swift is right there with it. Um, But I I feel like a lot of Lions fans have been waiting to see Swift jump from a quality, very good running back to the elite tier. And I mean, this is year three. And I think if we don't see it this year from him, then he'll be a solid back for us, but he's never going to hit that ceiling that we're hoping for. St. Brown, you know what he's going to do. I know he's only a a second-year player, finished so well last year, but receivers will have games that they don't put all the stats up. You focus on – you go to Hawk. You can go to all these different options now that we bring him in. you got Chark that's coming in. Um, Even, you know, Jamar Chase, I remember last year for the fantasy football guys, I think in one of the – playoff rounds in the championship he had like one catch for eight yards goes for 200 plus yards the next week so with receivers it fluctuates a little bit but you need that consistency out of the running back and I think me personally I'm waiting for Swift to really explode into that elite tier of running back and I don't think we win the game if we can't run the ball at all so I think that's what I'm looking forward to uh you know determining and I think that's what we need to do to win 
yeah, healthy consistency for him and Jamal. I think Jamal is going to have a, a, a high volume game as well uh, in terms of just getting on the field. Um, not sure how many looks he's going to get, um, but I, I like to see what their actual breakdown is once uh, once the game's over. Because um, I, I I love Jamal Williams, I really do. I think uh, he's he's a very good supplemental, you know, number two for this team. Uh, definitely, you know, picks up where I think Swift lacks. Uh, so it's it's definitely nice to have him there. Um, all right, Matt, back to you. Uh, so this is definitely a t- tougher question. I, I was sitting on this one today. I was having a hard time, you know, picking my own answer. But um, what matchup worries you more on Sunday? Is it uh, Eagles D-line versus the Lions O-line um, or Eagles wide receivers versus the Lions secondary? Both with severe questions, at least, um, especially after some of the news today. Well, now that I sit here and look at the Eagles roster, you know, I was like thinking about, you know, we have talked ad nauseum about how our linebackers are going to be able to cover the three-headed running monster in the backfield with, with Hertz and Gainwell and Boston Scott, you know, but the one thing that didn't click until now was, you know, if our linebackers are going to be playing running backs in coverage out in the flat, that's going to leave Dallas Goddard a ton of room to just feast over the middle if he wants to. Right. So if you think about it, you know, he'll probably be matched up against Anzalone for Barnes realistically. Right. So, I mean, that, that alone is a concern. And I think, I think that truthfully, you know, with the really inexperienced linebacking court, that's weak to try to juggle all that work in the middle of the field and also try to keep Jalen hurts contained is going to be, that's, that's a glaring hole. So I, I think our O-line right now is okay as is. Maybe Frank plays. If Frank plays, we're fine. If Frank doesn't play, then uh, I, I'm still a little bit more confident in our O-line's ability than our, you know, the middle of what we got going on defensively in the middle of the field. So uh, a tall order at hand. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Goddard could really have a breakout game. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's shaping up that way, to be honest. Yeah, and I think with our offensive line, like if everything goes perfect, we're dominant there. If everything goes perfect for our secondary, we're just holding on. So we need most things, if not all things, to kind of go right when it comes to that part of the ball for us. Um, so that's where we really need to keep it clean. Offensive line, we can have a few mistakes and still get the job done. Yeah, that's really well said. That's perfect. Yeah. All right, Andrew. The Lions will win this game if I think if Jared Goff uh, Jared Goff shuts us up. Uh, I think a lot of questions, you know, for the from the time he got in Detroit is is he going to be the guy that we want to see? Does he have the talent? Is he going to take us to that that next level of a team? Uh, a lot of people don't think so. Prove us wrong, and I think we can win this game. Uh, if he struggles, has some turnovers pocket collapses and he can't do anything with it, make stupid mistakes. Uh, a lot of questions are to be resurfacing from last year, you know, at the end of his time in LA. So if he can have a nice game, you know, don't turn the ball over all these types of things. I think that we can come out with the victory. Um, but I, I think it starts at the quarterback position for us and then everything will fall into place from there. I like it. I like it. Uh, Matt, same question. The Lions will win this game. If. If they control the urge to not bum rush the pocket against Jalen Hurts, right? You see Hutch on hard knocks, like just he's a wild man when he goes, when that ball is snapped, he's a maniac, right? There's no edge contained there with him. His first instinct is to slaughter the quarterback, right? You get a guy like Hurts, though, who's shifty, that's not going to work. It will never work. So, you know, let the let the middle rushers, the DTs, work their magic a little bit, get a little bit of edge pressure, but make Jalen Hurts make the throws. I think if we can make him stand in the pocket and throw the ball and keep contain, we'll be just fine. If he starts breaking, you know, starts breaking contain and starts finding all these holes in the D line, you know, with a rush that's not, you know, methodical in a way, it's going to be a long afternoon. So keeping contain, don't bum rush the pocket too hard. Yeah, it's almost like everything that we did last year, we need to do the opposite in because 
last year's game was so ugly, 44-6. <laughs> you know, Hertz rushed for 70-plus yards. I think he only threw for like 100. Yet, you know, they're, they, they blew us out. I mean, their run game just trampled over us. Uh, as I pull this up, just because I want to talk about it, Boston Scott, two touchdowns, 60 yards. Jordan Howard, 60 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Gainwell, 30 yards. It, yeah, that, that was just a, a absolute dumpster fire of a game. Um, so, no, Matt, I totally agree with that. I mean, everything that we need to do, you know, this week, I think we've taken in a lot of tape. And we, I think, uh, you know, Hertz has been around long enough now for us to have a solid amount of uh, film for him and, and seeing what his strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and we just got to come out gunning and that, that's really all we could ask for and uh, put a lot of pressure on him to throw the ball. Um, if we can contain him in the pocket, um, you know, it's going to be a huge win for us because I don't truly trust his arm yet. I think we can all agree on that. Um, yes. I think regardless, they are the favorite. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's, that's what we need to do. I think that's a key to victory as well. All right. So Final two questions, game predictions, you know, top player stat or, you know, your prediction player stat. Um, Andrew, what do we, what do we got, you know, just for an overall uh, final score and then maybe just, you know, a, a player prop bet for yourself. Oh, so we're back at that. Everyone's got a clean slate. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking, okay. So final score, I'm going to go 35. 27 Eagles. I feel like we're we're going to be in it a nice amount of the game, if not to the end. But I I think the Eagles are a really good team. They have a lot of talent. And when you look around, what people are writing, some people have them getting a wild card spot, winning the division. Some people have them making the Super Bowl. So I don't know if we're at the point that we can contend and win games this early against teams like that. Um, but I would love to see us really contend to the final whistle. Um, so I'm going 35-27 Eagles and DJ Chark, 80-plus receiving yards. I think we can have a couple deep balls to him. I feel like he's a name that no one has really talked about too much, but he was probably one of our biggest signings this offseason of guys that weren't on the team last year. Yeah. Um, he might have been one of our earlier signings too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh -huh. um, so I, I think right. he might be – one of the quiet, nice performers for the game. Um, throw a touchdown in there, hopefully, but I'm going to go with 80-plus yards receiving uh, for DJ Chark. So you're giving the uh, the Eagles five five touchdowns, no field goals. Yeah, I, I, an offense as potent as them, I, I don't think we're at the point where we can stop them as much as we want to. 35 points, I feel like, yeah, a couple touchdowns in the first half, maybe like a 14-10 type of thing, and then wheels fall off a little bit towards the end. Okay. Matt? Yeah, I'm going 30-23 Eagles. I think, you know, I think we'll have the ball last with a chance to drive down the field and probably not get all the way down there. Um, that's just my gut reaction. I think Joshua Reynolds is going to get a TD um, on Sunday, you know, given all the attention that Amra, Amin Ra and, and DJ are going to draw. I think, you know, Josh lined up as a number three receiver, possibly – can get some good looks against a guy like Avante Maddox or a Bradbury or a CJ Gardner Johnson, you know, just a good matchup for him. So Reynolds score a TD, but Eagles get the W by seven, I think is what I'm looking at here. I think Josh yeah. Reynolds might be a little bit of a unsung hero this year. I feel like people are sleeping on him, sleeping on him a little bit too. Agreed. So, hey, bring it on. He, he, he clicked with Goff. Uh, just from they they had some chemistry from the Rams days and, um, you know, I, I'm all for that. Bring the fire in week one. Um, and just, again, another added, you know, strong value piece and wide receivers, a huge win for us. And it, just to, if our passing game is our best weapon, that's a huge win. Goff needs all the options he could have. Um, my own prediction is uh, uh, this sucks. It, it sucks because we're all picking the, the, the other team, the game we're going to. So, it's, I, I think, again, if Lions play their best football and Eagles play their best football, the Eagles win. Um, it's, I think I would be insane to say that uh, any, any other way. So I, I have Eagles winning 33-27, um, but I do think that Swift is going to break out. Um, 
right now I, I was sort of changing my my prop but i have 115 all-purpose yards um there's just a few games where you know he he's great in the passing game but he'll go like you know 10 carries for 22 yards so i mean i'm i'm thinking he cracks over 100 uh for sure and i'm i'm gonna lift it a little bit and go 115 all-purpose yards uh, on the ground and receiving and to have a score I, th- I definitely think he gets in the end zone on sunday um he is a, a, a key part of our offense. So there, there's no way that he's, he's being left out of those key plays. So, yeah, it, it does stink though, that uh, week one is a, uh, against a team that's done a, a crap ton of uh, off season moves and really elevated themselves yeah. to a top team. Their roster is, I was just looking at it. Their roster is pretty freaking serious, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they've, I think we talk about Derek Barnett. Like we, like I completely forgot about him. Yeah, he's in he's limited practice right too. now. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping it stays that way. You got a, what was it, a second or third round draft pick salary for Jalen Hurts? You don't got to pay any money to the quarterback. You got a lot Josh Sweat there, part. too. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Money to spend. All righty. So, outside of Lions and Eagles football, Matt, um, what game are you most excited for, you know, just on Sunday outside of our the, game? The Baker Mayfield Bowl, kids, Panthers and Browns. I'm really excited to see what Baker Mayfield can do, man. That guy. Got a chip on his shoulder now. Uh, Panthers, a lot of reason to be excited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see what takes place. They're lying short. I think it's like one and a half or one. So bookmakers think it's gonna be a close game. I kind of agree, and um, we'll see what Jacoby Brissett can do with with Chubb back there uh, offensively for the Browns, and if Baker Mayfield and McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson can match. But uh, Panthers home game. A lot of expectations for that Panthers team this year. Fans want a winning season, a winning team. So I think for them to get off, you know, on the right foot is, is paramount. So other than that, I think the other game to watch is Packers Vikings. Uh, a lot of question boys. marks with the Packers, you know, with that receiving court. You know, I mean, they're getting Tunyon back and they're getting Lazard back, but what else can what else can be brought to the table? They're bringing a great defense and. Uh, Aaron has certainly done a great job of drawing attention to himself this offseason with the ayahuasca stuff and psychedelics <laughs> and looking like Nicholas Cage and Con Air. But, <laughs> but you know, the Vikings bringing so a new head coach with a, you know, a, with a strong offensive background and that Vikings offense is a force to be reckoned with when they're healthy and they play well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what takes place there. I, I'm assuming a lot of points, minimal defense from the Vikings and, uh, We'll see what happens, but those would be my my uh, my go to TV watches if I had a if I had a gun to my head. So nice. I'm hoping this is the year uh, feeling starts to decline. I, I really do because um, it would it would really soften their receiving core up a, a bit if he starts uh, being a little more unproductive. Yeah, so. I concur. I concur. Uh, Andrew, who are you looking forward to? I think I'm looking at the the bookend games of the uh, the weekend. Start everyone gets gets excited for Thursday night football. You know, start of the week, the the reigning champs, Matt Stafford coming back, and all the questions. I think it's his elbow that's bothering him. Is he going to be healthy? How's Cooper Cup going to be with him? Allen Robinson is Cam Akers healthy with his Achilles coming back and overnight it seems. Uh, and then the big bad Bills that are coming in. Um, so I, I can't wait for that game to watch it. Uh, two high-powered offenses and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Broncos-Seahawks, The just like Matt had the uh, homecoming or the revenge game for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Russ getting his return to Seattle in week one, a pretty cool storyline. Uh, and I also have Russ. That's Monday night, right? My, yeah, that's – yeah, exactly. Bookends Thursday night, Monday night football. Um, and I also have the Cortland Sutton-Russell Wilson stack on my big money fantasy league. So I would love to see a nice 50 points from them. Uh, so let's ride Seahawks. Or sorry, let's ride Broncos. Um, <laughs> yeah, those, those are two games I'm looking forward to. Word. All right, so mine is Raiders-Chargers. Um, that 4.30 game on Sunday. I, I actually just pulled uh, a Twitter on this, and uh, I'm actually getting a lot of responses right now. But, um, yeah, my, my, my pick is uh, – Raiders chargers. These guys went nuts this off season. Um, you know, one side got the best wide receiver in the game. The other side just jacked up their defense even more than it already was. Um, so I'm looking to see really who, who fixed their team. 
um, got it to the next level and, uh, you know, can make, uh, you know, give Chiefs the run for their money. Uh, I think that AFC, uh, you know, West division is an absolute toss up right now. If the Broncos now are just, you know, a, a brand new team, thanks to Russ being there, that's going to be a fun division to watch. And almost every, you know, division game is going to be an absolute thrill ride uh, to, 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 to witness, you know, so um, a lot of fantasy guys in that division as well. So um, I think they're going to get a lot of face time with, with those games. So it should be fun, but uh, it'll be a challenge for Mahomes this year. I just with losing Tyreek. I think that's going to be a, a massive question about like, you know, how they actually, you know, stretch their offense out. Cause I mean, that guy changed the way that they were able to, balance the football on offense it's it's unbelievable so um yeah so that should be uh, getting older too yeah curious to see how the Chiefs do Kelsey's what 33 now yeah I mean a lot of times undefeated except for Tom Brady so his target share is going to go up and I mean like he does a really good job with getting separation and 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 getting open and avoiding those like cracks but uh I wonder where he's going to fall in this offense this year if they're going to line him up in any different positions I mean I think they got to keep what they had um, where he was, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's just got an edge against every linebacker. He's fast. He's, he's, he's essentially bigger than them <laughs> at times. So, I mean, he, he's just such a stud overall. I'm, I'm hoping that he's got a few more years in the tank. He's been a thrill. So, all right, that's it for us. Um, as we said, we're, we're heading out to Detroit on uh, Saturday and uh, we'll see you guys hopefully at some bar or at one of the games. We're sitting in section 245 at Ford field, definitely getting there early pregame before at some bar, I'm trying to get some answers from uh, Twitterverse. Um, so uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll catch you next time. Next week, we'll probably do a, a recap with Eagle up Twitter. Uh, I mean, Eagle up pod uh, and us just recapping the game. So uh, stay tuned for episode 23. Let's go Lions. Hope we actually sneak a dub out of this. Peace. Enjoy the season. Yep.